I agree, Allison. You mess up all the time. Welcome back, everybody, to Chip and Eric and Friends, reading through the Bible, and Allison is one of the friends. That's the name of the podcast Am I this a year. Yes. No. You're either with us or against us. No, that's not what that's not what Jesus said. That's what he said. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He said, at one point, he said, if they're not working against us, remember? No. no. Yes, he did. I know I'm talking to a pastor, but remember the conversation where the guy, the disciples come up and they say, we told that guy to stop doing what he's doing. Jesus said, no, if he's not hurting anything, he's not. Well, how did he word it? I don't know how he worded that, but I do know that he is the one who said, if they're not with us, they're against us. What am I talking about? though? I don't know. Siri. Oh, wait, Siri won't work while we're recording. There is a there is a part where they. I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying I don't know what the what the deal was around that. He what said, a fun episode. People are cat. People are doing this and that and the other and and um, and they said so. We told them to stop. And Jesus says, "Don't tell them to stop." Okay. I agree that he also said, "If you're not for us, you're against us." But there was a time when he said, "They're not about this particular situation." I don't remember. Are you Googling it? Trying. Oh my goodness. So, yes. Okay. In Matthew 12, 30, whoever is not with me is against me. Mm -hmm. In Mark 9, mm -hmm. 38, teacher said john the tattletale we saw someone driving out demons <laughs> yeah. in your name and we yeah. told him to stop don't stop them for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me for whoever is not against us is for us wow look at us go so different contexts oh, now i have to watch an ad thank you ads. hey i've thought about adding ads to our show Hang on, don't shake your head. It's not about paying us. It's so that we can advertise. What are we like advertising? Us. So that we can like collect money from advertisers so that we can put up advertisements. Like, imagine if we had a billboard outside of Chicago. Like how cool would that be? Yeah. Does that mean like, we can make commercial like ads? I don't know what it means. Hey, it's almost three minutes into the show. We've talked about the Bible though. We well, did talk about the Bible. I and now I'm curious to know why that's different. Well, because so. different situations, right? So, anyway, so basically, he was saying he's not hurting anything. Yeah, one was like that whole verse. Of, so that one, the guy's driving out demons. Jesus is like, okay, if if he's not against us, then he's for us because he can't do miracles and then turn around and say bad things about us. And the other one, I believe the context is the whole. Um, the yeah, only reason yeah. you're so powerful is you know you're casting out Satan with Satan. Mm. And so then he says Kay. that. Yeah. I'm glad we got that hashed out because. Yeah, because we're reading Leviticus. <laughs> it's relevant. So speaking <laughs> speaking of Leviticus, today's day 41, and we are doing Leviticus 10 through 12 and Hebrews 2. The sin of Nadab and Abihu. Leviticus chapter 10. Aaron's sons Nadab and Abihu put coals of fire in their in their incense burners and sprinkled incense over them. In this way. They disobeyed the Lord by burning before him the wrong kind of fire, different than he had commanded. 
So fire blazed forth from the Lord's presence and burned them up, and they died there before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord, this is what the Lord meant when he said, I will display my holiness through those who come near me. I will display my glory before all the people. And Aaron was silent. Yeah. Then Moses called for Mishael and Elzaphan, Aaron's cousins, the sons of Aaron's uncle Uziel. He said to them, Come forward and carry away the bodies of your relatives from in front of the sanctuary to a place outside the camp. So they came forward and picked them up by their garments and carried them out of the camp, just as Moses had commanded. Then Moses said to Aaron and his sons Eleazar and Ithamar, Do not show grief by leaving your hair uncombed or by tearing your clothes. If you do, you will die, and the Lord's anger will strike the whole community of Israel. However, the rest of the Israelites, your relatives, may mourn because of the Lord's fiery destruction of Nadab and Abihu. But if you, but you must not leave the entrance of the tabernacle, or you will die, for you have been anointed with the Lord's anointing oil. So they did as Moses commanded. Instructions for priestly conduct. Then the Lord said to Aaron, you and your descendants must never drink wine or any other alcoholic drink before going into the tabernacle. If you do, you will die. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation. You must distinguish between what is sacred and what is common, between what is ceremonially unclean and what is clean. And you must teach the Israelites all the decrees that the Lord has given them through Moses. Then Moses said to Aaron and his remaining sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, take what is left of the grain offering after a portion has been presented as a special gift to the Lord and eat it beside the altar. Make sure it contains no yeast for it is most holy. You must eat it in the sacred place for it has been given to you and your descendants as a portion for the, of the special gifts presented to the Lord. These are the commands I have get, been given. But the breast and the thigh that were lifted up as a special offering may be eaten in any place that is ceremonially clean. These parts have been given to you and your descendants as your portion as your portion of the peace offerings presented by the people of Israel. You must lift up the thigh and the breast as the, a special offering to the Lord, along with the fat of the special gifts. Uh, these parts will belong to you and your descendants as your permanent right, just as the Lord has commanded. Moses then asked them what had happened to the goat of the sin offering. When he discovered it had been burned up, he became very angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, Aaron's remaining sons. Why didn't you eat the sin offering in the sacred area? He demanded. It is a holy offering. The Lord has given it to you to remove the guilt of the community and to purify the people, making them right with the Lord. Since the animal's blood was not brought into the holy place, you should have eaten the meat in the sacred area as I ordered you. Then Aaron answered Moses, Today my sons presented both their sin offering and their burnt offering to the Lord, and yet this tragedy has happened to me. If I had eaten the people's sin offering on such a tragic day as this, would the Lord have been pleased? And when Moses heard this, he was satisfied. Hmm. Leviticus chapter 11. <clears throat> oh boy. Ceremonially clean and unclean animals. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Of all the land animals, these are the ones you may use for food. You may eat any animal that has completely split hooves and choose the cud. You may not, however, eat the following animals that have split hooves or that chew the cud, but not both. The camel chews the cud but it does not have split hooves, so it is ceremonially unclean for you. The hyrax chews the cud, but does not have split hooves, so it is unclean. The hare chews the cud, but does not have split hooves, so it's unclean. The pig has evenly split hooves, but does not chew the cud, so it's unclean. You may not eat the meat of these animals or even touch their carcasses. They are ceremonially unclean for you. Of all the marine animals, these are the ones you may use for food. You may eat anything from the water if it has both fins and scales, whether 
taken from salt water or from streams, but you must never eat animals from the sea or from rivers that do not have both fins and scales. They are detestable to you. This applies to both this applies both to little creatures that live in shallow water and to all creatures that live in deep water. They will always be detestable to you. You must never eat their meat or even touch their dead bodies. Any marine animal that does not have both fins and scales is detestable to you. These are the birds that are detestable to you. You must never eat them. The griffin vulture, the bearded vulture, the black vulture, the kite, falcons of all kinds, ravens of all kinds, the eagle owl, the short-eared owl, the seagull, hawks of all kinds, the little owl, the cormorant, the great owl, the barn owl, the desert owl, the Egyptian vulture, the stork, herons of all kinds, the hoopoe, and the bat. You must not eat winged insects that walk along the ground. They are detestable to you. You may, however, eat winged insects that walk along the ground and have jointed legs so they can jump. The insects that you are permitted to eat include all kinds of locusts, bald locusts, crickets, and grasshoppers. All other winged insects that walk along the ground are detestable to you. The following creatures will make you ceremonially unclean. If any of you touches their carcasses, you will be defiled until evening. If you pick up their carcasses, you must wash your clothes and you will remain defiled until evening. Any animal that has split hooves that are not evenly divided or that does not chew the cud is unclean for you. If you touch the carcass of such an animal, you will be defiled. Of the animals that walk on all fours, those that have paws are unclean. If you touch the carcass of such an animal, you will be defiled until evening. If you pick up its carcass, you must wash your clothes, and you will remain defiled until evening. These animals are unclean for you. One of the small animals that scurry along oh sorry, of the small animals that scurry along the ground, these are unclean for you. The mole rat, the rat, large lizards of all kinds, the gecko, the monitor lizard, the common lizard, the sand lizard, and the chameleon. All these animals are unclean for you. If any of you touch the dead bodies of such an animal, you will be defiled until evening. If such an animal dies and falls on something, that object will be unclean. This is true whether the object is made of wood, cloth, leather, or burlap. Whatever its use, you must dip it in water and it will remain defiled until evening. After that, it will be ceremonially clean and may be used again. If such an animal falls into a clay pot, everything in the pot will be defiled and the pot must be smashed. If the water from such a container spills on any food, the food will be defiled, and any beverage in such a container will be defiled. Any object on which the carcass of it, such an animal falls will be defiled. If it is an oven or hearth, it must be destroyed, for it is defiled, and you must treat it accordingly. However, if the carcass of such an animal falls into a spring or a cistern, the water will still be clean. Anyone who touches the carcass will be defiled. If the carcass falls on seed grain, seed grain to be planted in the field, the seed will still be considered clean. But if the seed is wet when the carcass falls on it, the seed will be defiled. If an animal you are permitted to eat dies and you touch its carcass, you'll be defiled until evening. If you eat any of its meat or carry away its carcass, you must wash your clothes and you will remain defiled until evening. All animals that scurry along the ground are detestable and you must never eat them. This includes all animals that slither along on their bellies, as well as those with four legs and those with many feet. All such animals that scurry along the ground are detestable then you must never eat them. You must, excuse me, do not defile yourselves by touching them. You must not make yourselves ceremonially unclean because of them. For I am the Lord your God. You must consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. So do not defile yourselves with any of these small animals that scurry along the ground. For I, the Lord, am the one who brought you up from the land of Egypt, that I might be your God. Therefore, you must be holy because I am holy. These are the instructions regarding land animals, birds, marine creatures, and animals that scurry along the ground. By, those, by these instructions, you will know what is unclean and clean, and which animals may be eaten and which may not be eaten. Chapter 12, Purification After Childbirth. 
The Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If a woman becomes pregnant and gives birth to a son, she will be ceremonially unclean for seven days, just as she is unclean during her menstrual period. On the eighth day, the boy's foreskin must be circumcised. After waiting 33 years, she... (sighs) 33 days? That's a while. That is a long time. She will be purified from the bleeding of childbirth. During this time of purification, she must not touch anything that is set apart as holy, and she must not enter the sanctuary until her time of purification is over. If a woman gives birth to a daughter, she will be ceremonially unclean for two weeks, just as she is unclean during her menstrual period. After waiting 66 days... She will be purified from the bleeding of childbirth. When the time of purification is complete for either a son or daughter, the woman must bring a one-year-old lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon and turtle dove for purification offering. She must bring her offerings to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will then present them to the Lord to purify her. Then she will be ceremonially clean again after her bleeding at childbirth. These are the instructions for a woman after the birth of a son or a daughter. If a woman cannot afford to bring a lamb, she must bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons. One will be for the burnt offering and the other for the purification offering. The priest will sacrifice sacrifice them to purify her, and she will be ceremonially clean. Okay, let's go forward now to Hebrews chapter 2. A warning against drifting away. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through the angels, through angels, has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So it makes us think that we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself, and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak. And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. Jesus the man. And furthermore, it is not angels who will control the future world we are talking about. For in one place, the scriptures say, what are mere mortals that you should think about them or a son of man that you should care for him? Yet for a little while, you made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them authority over all things. Now, when it says all things, it means nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all things put under our authority. What we do, what we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels. And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with the glory with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. God, for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. He also said, I will put my trust in him. That is, I and the children God has given me. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear slaves to the fear of dying. We also know that the son did not come to help angels, he came to help the descendants of Abraham. Therefore it is necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. And And that that is is our our reading reading today. today. Those went together.
Oh my goodness. See, aren't you glad that I stopped you from putting the wrong incense in that burner over there? Oh my gosh. That was close. That was really close. That was that was intense. Yeah. I, I, I was trying not to have another fit of the giggles. <laughs> oh no. When it's like Aaron and his remaining sons. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. The leftovers. Oh, uh, this is all we got now, guys. No mourning. Oh, no. Yeah. What is that about? Why can't he mourn? He got, he's got work to do. Everybody else could mourn, but he couldn't. Yeah. Because he, was, because, in, cause he but, was the priest. Yeah, and his sons needed to be mourned. They screwed up. Right after they were told not to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. High standards. I like that they called people and were like, hey, come get these bodies out of here. <laughs> Go get come, come pick up your cousins. <laughs> hey, your cousins are ready to be picked up. Ooh. Anyway, that's morbid. Hey, we read all that with a couple questions of mine, didn't we? We did. How does this help you love God more or better? How does this help you love others more or better? So, Allison, question is to you, my friend, by definition, because that's what this podcast is called. How does this help you love? Well, hmm. um, it, I guess it could go either way. I'm trying to think since... Um, I would say, let's go, oh gosh, it's kind of both. It's kind of both, but I'll take it to others. I'll take it to others. Do you like the unimpressed look on my face? Just I say what you're going to say. Very, do what you're going to do. I, I feel like I could have used a little bit of encouragement just now. Oh, okay. Of that let's try again. Nope, didn't work that time either. Okay. Wow, okay. So. Boo. <laughs> All right, Allison, tell us your thoughts, your takeaway from the text. How's that? Okay. okay. This last this last verse here, since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. So I kind of I kind of see that in, in two ways. I see that as it helps me love God more, knowing that um, the things that we go through, He went through. He came to Earth as a man, full fully man, right? Mm -hmm. Fully God, fully man. And so the things that we experience that are absolutely awful, He's experienced t times a million, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? So He knows the way we feel, and He help, knows exactly what how to help us through that um he didn't have to experience that though you know mm -hmm. to, he knew already he knows already how to help us through things but how how um in i guess it just is so endearing to me that he came and experienced these things that we experience you know so we can't ever be like you don't know how i feel <laughs> you don't know what this is like oh yes he does so then in turn, that kind of helps me love others more in that I can, I can say, okay, when I, when I go through certain things, when I suffer in certain ways, then I know how to comfort others who are, who are suffering in that same way in the future. Mm -hmm. So the things that I go through that are hard, if I, um, I, I need to utilize the, the wisdom and the knowledge that I got from that, those experiences to then turn and comfort and help other people. So it kind of goes bo with both God and... And you others. just did that, you know, to toot your horn for you. Um, 
<clears throat> you shared on the podcast how, you know, when your anxiety ramps mm -hmm. up, which you didn't have to, you don't have to share that with us. You don't have to tell anyone about that, but you choose to mm -hmm. um, for exactly this reason. Mm -hmm. Right. So you right. shared a coping mechanism that you have. Yeah. And we know um, one of our friends on this podcast and in real life, um, someone who was going through a really hard time and said, you know, I keep getting wrapped up in anxiety. So I'm going to take Allison's advice. And I'm going to think about others. I'm going to, you know, so you used, you did exactly the thing you just did, you just said. Yeah. And that's a perfect example of how Christ can, you know, mm -hmm. we don't have to wonder if he has empathy for us because. He's lived it. Yeah. And he gave it, it's so, it's so beautiful how he lays out every example for us to live. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, I've come, I came down, I lived it. I went through it. I went through worse than you will ever go through. Yeah. Just, just so you know. Yeah. I know what it feels like. And so then you learn like. Okay, so when I go through tough things, um, then I need to be empathetic and I need to know how to comfort people because I've walked that road. So, yeah, it kind of goes with both. So now what are you going to do? I'm going to flip back to Leviticus. Oh. Or as you always like to call it, let's quit a kiss. <laughs> That's what you always say. That is not me. You're like, whoa, let's this book's hard. Let's, let's quit a kiss. Let's quit a kiss. Anyway, look. I get that it feels harsh about Nadab and it Abihu. Does, it does feel harsh. It does feel harsh. But the deal is they had a contract with God, a covenant agreement with God. And this was one of the standards, that they would worship in a certain way. I think I can love God better if I worship him the way he desires to be worshipped. Don't try to make up my own thing. Don't try to cut corners. This was cutting corners. They lit the coals, then they put the incense on top of the coals. It's not what they were supposed to do. You know, I'm not going to cut corners. I'm going to follow through on good faith. Listen, I wish this never happened to these guys. But you know what? It doesn't happen to the next guys. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I hate that for them. But um, the bottom line is, one thing this shows me is that I can love God better by worshiping him, performing the one thing in my life that's meant to be done. I can do that better if I do it the way he wants me to. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'll say. Yeah, his, his, that's another one of those examples of how um, God's level of perfect, his standard mm -hmm. and how it is perfection, you know, um, he's still, he's still, like, I think a lot of times people think it's a different New Testament God. It's different than Old Testament God, but it's the same God and he still has the same, same standard yes. and it just makes makes you love Jesus more to know that that is covered. Yep. Because we would all be lit on fire. <laughs> I can probably think of about five or six times in this week that got me done. Allison's done. Yeah. So. Sorry. Too bad. Kids, come get her. <laughs> That's got to be your cousins. Cousins, come get her. Take her out of here. Your cousins from the back. Stop. All them cousins down on the bike. We gotta come get it off the bike. Gum, I was listening. You said gumbot the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, that reminds me. I want to shout out Ryland, and yeah. I want to shout out Donna. I yeah for teaching us how to say lapis lazuli. Yeah, La lazuli, lazily, lazuli, lazuli, lazuli. Obviously, the fact that I didn't learn anything means you're bad teachers. <laughs> I don't know. That's how I blame it. 
<laughs> I twist that. And we still, but here's the thing. Not a soul has reached out to us about Peridot. Yeah. Peridot. No, Play, what about Playa Doh? That sounds like Playa. Oh, I meant Play-Doh. I know, but the way you said oh, it, Play-Doh. it's like Play-Doh. Yeah, it's Play-Doh from the hood. Listen, <laughs> thank you guys for listening and teaching us. Appreciate that. Donna, dear friend from First Baptist Church, and Ryland, one of my former students and alumni of, Illyria, of the Elyria Christian School. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Yeah, we do. All right, yeah. I got to go sit around go, lazily. Doing nothing. Lapis lazily. Lapis lazily. Yep. Oh, man. Buckle up for when I'm reading that word from now on. Oh, we've now, because now we know. Yeah, that's why I said to buckle up. All right, bye.